Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. He did, uh, in which he said that the sides talked about it and they're mutually parting ways basically here, which is what we foreshadowed just a little bit ago. We said uh, that the Texans knew that J.J. Watt was going to want clarity in his future. They were not going to give him a long-term deal. He had one year left on his deal. He's 32. He's not getting any younger. He wants to go play for a competitor. Um, so this was the expectation. And, and we, the segment we uh, did was called Shoot Your Shot. So, J.J., go shoot your shot. You want to go play with your brothers? Go play with your brothers. You want to go play for a team that's right on the cusp of winning and you want to go join them? Go do that. You want to go yeah. play for Kansas City or Tampa Bay? You know, direct your path. You. Oh, yeah. Mike Garofolo must have must have ran out of time there. He, he forgot to mention the team that could make a run at JJ Watt there. He just must have just ran out of characters with his with his take there on Good Morning Football. This is Purple Daily, Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff. It's a four question Friday, and thank the football gods for giving <laughs> us something that you might think is recklessly speculative, but that we think speculation should be somewhat realistic and so we'll get into the jj watt stuff here in a second but cheers to the weekend boys cheers to uh, valentine's day weekend nothing more romantic than cheersing a couple corona hard seltzers oh no it's, it's gonna be me myself and i and my corona hard seltzers this is a this is a love connection that i've always wanted <laughs> just are, me are myself me? and i that's right and my corona hard and seltzers. my corona hard seltzers uh this is gonna be a great weekend of love great weekend of, of, of seltzer drinking alone and uh, I can't wait because this month and every month throughout the year, Discover Corona Hard Seltzer, the only hard seltzer made with Pure Beach vibes with a refreshing splash of fruit flavors such as tropical lime, mango, cherry, and blackberry lime. Corona Hard Seltzer is a tasty spike sparkling water with a splash of natural fruit flavor that allows you to enjoy the moment. In each can, Corona Hard Seltzer has zero carbs, zero sugar, 90 calories, and is gluten-free. Relax responsibly, Corona Hard Seltzer spikes sparkling water with natural flavors imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Question number one here on Four Question Friday. Judd Zolgad, J.J. Watt was released by the Houston Texans. He has played on a $15 million cap hit for like six straight seasons. Mm -hmm. He is still, according to Pro Football Focus and the eye test, one of the best defensive players in the NFL, even at age 32. He's not quite on the same level as he used to be, but he's still really damn good. Mm Mm-hmm despite many injury issues. Don't just look at the sack totals. That defensive line was garbage across the board, and, and he was the only link. Um, if you look at the pressure totals and and some of the 
the scouting grades on him. He's still really, really good. Should the Vikings consider J.J. Watt? So I, I think the most important totals to look at in the J.J. Watt pantheon of statistics go back to 2016 is actually the games played, which since 2016 go three games played, five games played in 2017, Full 16-game season in 2018, then played half of that uh, in 2019, and then actually came back during the miserable 2020 and played in all 16 games. So he definitely has had injury issues. Um, the Vikings the Vikings need to at least examine this for two important reasons. One is, if J.J. Watt is healthy, he could definitely help you, no question. Your defensive line uh, should get Hunter back. It should get Michael Pierce uh, back after he opted out, decided not to play what would have been his first season. But nonetheless, in 2020, it was a complete mess. So you're talking about at least examining the potential of adding yet another uh, player who could have an immediate impact. The second reason why I think the Vikings at least have to examine their options here, and I'm not saying that they would get him, is because they're has been talked that the two teams that he might go play with are the Steelers to go play with his brothers, which would be absolutely fine, but also go back to Wisconsin and play for the Packers. And if he's playing for the Packers and you are the Vikings, the Packers have won what back-to-back division titles. And now he's playing for a team and definitely improving a defense that needs to be improved. Now the Packers problem is the fact that right now the projected salary cap on over the cap is 180 uh, million dollars, five five hundred thousand. The Packers, by that number, are twenty eight million over the cap. So, going to play for the Packers would be difficult. But if I'm the Vikings, yes, I, I'm intrigued. Do I think that the Vikings can make this work from a cap standpoint? That would be difficult. But at least you owe it to yourself to sniff around because JJ Watt used correctly in a role in your defense could have a great impact, I think, for at least a year or two. You know, we sort of half-jokingly said when the Deshaun Watson news came out a few weeks ago that he's going to try and force his way out. And they, to this point, have been steadfast saying we're not trading him, even though they just released another great play. They've lost DeAndre Hopkins, J.J. Watt, but they're going to keep Deshaun Watson, I guess, and just uh, grind through this. But we kind of said jokingly, you know, if if Mike Zimmer had a choice, if both J.J. Watt and Deshaun Watson were available, he's probably going to be a lot more excited about J.J. Watt. Mm-hmm. And now that it's a reality, here's what I would love to see. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to float something. I'm going to put my Vikings armchair general manager hat on here. And it's kind of a piggyback off yesterday's episode where we, where we did some cat maneuvering on behalf of the Vikings. So I'm going to first start off by trying to get the Vikings under the current salary cap like we did yesterday. So they got to get from like $192 million down to $181 just to even like get under the cap. So Rudy, Bailey, Colquitt, Shamar Stefan, you guys are all gone. Um, there's, you know, there's either re- replacements that can be just as good or, uh, or you can figure it out at punter. Like Colquitt was like the 35th ranked punter according to PFF, just figured out. Then I restructure Harrison Smith and Riley Reef to bring me even further down, probably like five or seven million da- uh, uh, under the cap. Mm-hmm. And then. I trade Kirk Cousins to either Carolina or San Francisco for a first or second round pick to clear a little more cap space. I trade a mid or late round pick, depending on what they want, like a third round pick or later for Teddy Bridgewater, restructure the one year left on his contract, restructure it into a two year contract mm-hmm. to take some of the cap hit from, to, to, from 2021 and move it into 2022. My goal is to 
carve out cap space, okay? Sure. And have a quarterback that Mike Zimmer is still comfortable with, even though Bridgewater is not as good as Cousins. I think he's a better leader. I think people gravitate more toward him, and Zimmer loves him more. And I think he actually has a little bit more clutch gene than Kirk Cousins. Um, so I clear out money. I get a quarterback that Mike Zimmer really likes. And then I use the remaining money to sign J.J. Watt to start with. Wow. And I use my first and or second or my two first round picks that I now have mm-hmm. on a defensive tackle to make that the best defensive line in the NFL and an offensive lineman to fix my interior problem with Dakota Dozier. Hmm. What's Watt? Gonna, How unrealistic is that scenario? What's while Watt, I plug my laptop in again? What's What's Watt going to cost me? It becomes the key question here. If I can get a reasonable deal, because he wants to be um, back in the Midwest potentially, and and let's just flat out say that the Packers can't afford him, and he'll come back here on a reasonable contract that gives him an opportunity to play near home and to yeah. win. I'm all in on this idea. If he still wants to break the bank, I'm probably out. Um, the fact that he rarely, it seems like, stays healthy in back-to-back years now concerns me. So I'm intrigued, but he's sort of got to come around to my way of financial thinking here as well. So I can't afford to go all in because this isn't the J.J. Watt of, let's say, 2014. I would think so. He's played on a $15 million cap hit for five or six years straight now. And a $15 million cap hit among four, three defensive ends in the NFL would put him at like the, like the 14th highest paid defensive end. Now, most of the guys above him are much younger and have not had the injury issues. So could you do like, you know, could you, it's going to be, it's going to be expensive and he might take a discount because he wants to play for a great defensive coach. I don't think he's going to take much of a discount. And I don't think the Vikings would be number one on his priority list. So they might have to pay more than other teams would. Yep. Um, but it would probably be between like 14 and $19 million a year. I would think that's yeah, just and my then I've also armchair got, GM. Take. Yeah. And the, the potential problem then is I'm also almost certainly going to have to restructure Daniil Hunter to some degree, uh, because if he's going to get the long-term contract that he wants, I could probably get his cap uh, figure for 2021 down, but he's going to want a long-term contract. Uh, it might be difficult, but it's worth exploring if for nothing else than to potentially at least cut off the Packers. That yeah. one would concern me. I would, if I'm the Vikings, I would hate to see a, a energized, happy to be in Green Bay, J.J. Watt. That could be a nightmare for um, the Vikings and the Bears and Detroit I mean, if I cared it, about it. It would essentially be like the Reggie White signing from 25 years ago, which led them to. Yeah, I think White had more left in the tank possibly at that point in time, but I'd still be concerned about it. Yeah. I wouldn't dismiss it. Yep. And just, and just, you know, as these guys come available, the Deshaun Watsons and the JJ Watts and like anytime star players become available, you need cap space to have options and the Vikings have to clear some out. The only way the Vikings would be able to, if, if, even if it was a possibility to sign JJ Watt is if, like there's things you can do to to cut some money, but like the real chunks of money, you'd either have to say goodbye to Riley Reef, say goodbye to Harrison Smith, or you'd have to do something with Kirk Cousins' contract, trade it or extend him, and then in return he would agree to lower his number for 2021. So like if you if you want players like that, you got to be able to do something with your own roster, and that's why we bring up the Kirk Cousins trade scenario so often. And and on on that note as well, the Houston Texans have to trade Watson. They continue. My, my guess is they're 
getting calls right now from teams who know that, that they're sort of screwed here. But they just released him, didn't they? No, on on Watson. They're going to have to oh, trade yeah. Sean Watson because, look, my guess is that they're, they, they are actively t- taking calls right now from teams that are saying he wants to be traded, so we'll give you this and that. And they're, and they're like, no, we'll take three first-round picks. Um, so I think what they're trying to do is drive the market here and hope that by March they, they get a team that comes back and says, here's four f- first-round picks. Yeah. Um, so there, I don't take this seriously for one second that the Texans aren't going to trade yeah. him. It's uh, a bunch of crap, I think. Dex, are you in or out on this J.J. Watt idea? I'm in on it for the right price. I, I, just, I just hope you wouldn't overpay for him. And, and I think he's probably honestly going to bet on himself a little bit, too. I don't think he's like going to be trying to command a big multi-year deal at 32 years old. I think he's probably going to be looking for a one-year, two-year kind of situation where mm-hmm. he can build up his reputation and also chase a championship at this point at 32 years old. So if it's for the right price, yeah, I'm definitely in. Yep. Absolutely. Cool. All right. The uh, second question here in Four Question Friday is presented by Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated is here to help you business owners out there. If you are a purple fanatic and a business owner, then this is a great intersection for you because Federated recently launched My Shield, the online client destination for risk management resources. As a business owner, how helpful would it be for you to have employee training at your fingertips, industry resources that can help your business reach another, another level of success, um, all sorts of tools and all sorts of helpful things available through MyShield at federatedinsurance.com, or you could download the app. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Question number two for you guys. An NFL.com panel ranked all 59 quarterbacks who started at least a game in 2020. Kirk Cousins wound up 15th on this list, according to this NFL.com panel, okay? Um, Aaron Rodgers, number one. Tom Brady, number two. Pat Mahomes, number three. Deshaun Watson, four, which is interesting. Josh Allen, five. Russell Wilson, six. Lamar Jackson, Ryan Tannehill, Justin Herbert, mm-hmm. and Kyler Murray round out the top ten. Baker Mayfield, 11, which is way too high. Way too high. Derek Carr, 12. Matt Stafford, 13. Matt Ryan, 14. And Kirk Cousins, just ahead of Dak Prescott at 15. Question two, is that fair? I'm actually going to defend Kirk here. A rarity, but I'm going to do it. No, it's not fair. Do I believe that he is a top 10 QB? At his best, he probably is. Do I believe that every day of the week that Kirk Cousins rolls out out of his bed that he is a top 10 QB? Absolutely not. But that being said, in this league, 11 to 15 is a big deal. Like if I if I'm like, well, it's you know, he is the 11th best. That that to me is a significant improvement on 15. Um, the numbers that you gave me, Phil, from that list from 11 to 15, Kirk Cousins should not consistently, in my opinion, be behind a few of those guys, Baker. including Baker Mayfield. Yeah. You know, Matt Ryan is an MVP. What from four years ago now, five years back. Uh, but he is no longer consistently to me better than Cousins. So in this sense, I'm going to defend Kirk and say I think at the very at the very least he should be eleven or twelve. I think anything below twelve right now for Kirk is not fair. By the way, 
all of the they had four panelists for this. Okay, all of them had Baker Mayfield between tenth and fourteenth. I think ten, they're ridiculous. way too high on Baker Mayfield. I agree with you. Yeah, I don't know, Dex. What about you? Is that fair? Well, I, I think 15th? the first up. I think the logic for Baker Mayfield is he basically had his best season, so therefore he had only, he had nowhere to go but up. Kevin Stefanski maximizes value, and I think even in the write up that's in the same thing from NFL.com is he like had his best passer rating and and best you know season of all time or, or through his career so far with the minimal amount of pass attempts through this point of his career too. So like Kevin Stefanski basically molded him into being a productive quarterback. The thing yeah. is. Can he still be that guy year in and year out? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm inclined with you guys to believe, no, he can't be the 11th best quarterback. But I understand why he hits 11 after the 2020 season. Um, but my problem is with these, not with the rankings, but the idea of this is like Cousins, Ryan, Stafford, and even Derek Carr are all just in the same bin. Like they're all in the same bin. So if you want to rank Carr 11th or, or Cousins 11th, I can hear that because both all those guys belong in the same quarterback tier. And really, none of them have done anything to elevate the play around them. They need situations to, indic- uh, to, to basically lift them up and be better quarterbacks. So 15th, yeah, it's probably a little harsh because I do think Kirk is a more gifted quarterback than guys like Carr and Baker Mayfield and Ryan Tannehill, for that matter. But guys like Baker Mayfield and Ryan Tannehill were able to rise up to situations and, and they had very good seasons. So I understand why they're ahead of Kirk Cousins. Wentz is 35th, by the way. Woof. Which is amazing because he was an MVP candidate. He'll just be a like fine Chicago Bear. He'll, he'll be great for the Bears. You know, my first instinct is when I just when I just saw that he was 15th Cousins. My first instinct was that's too low. That's too low. And I'm I'm not exactly Mr. Kirk Cousins here. Um, he is Mr. Game Winning Drive, the late game luminary. You had a hat. Yeah, I was gonna say the number one Creed fan. You were his biggest fan for like two weeks. But it's hard to argue any of these guys in the top 10. I mean, people might say Ryan Tannehill. Dude, look at Ryan no. Tannehill the last two years. The top 10's fine. And Tannehill's been great. Top 10's fine. Justin Herbert is one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL. Kyler Murray, some of the late game things he's done too. Mm-hmm. I start to take issue with Baker at 11. Derek Carr showed some nice flashes this year, but like he's wildly inconsistent too. Stafford, I think, is sli- I would put him slightly above Kirk, but they're both in the same bin. And Matt Ryan's in that bin. So it, the, he's outside the top 10, but I don't know if he's 15th. So I'm telling you, it sounds weird, but Kirk, in my opinion, is a top 12 QB, damn it. I'm putting him in, in <laughs> yeah, my top no, 12. I, I, he's not, not in my 10, but he is a top 12. And, and if we start to say, well, he's 15th, 16th, I don't think that's fair to it him. It starts to change a little when you introduce, you know, Joe Burrow's second year and Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. You know, yeah. Who's, who's going to come out? Maybe now he gets pushed down. Mm, sure. All right. But, question number. But, but not today, damn it, Phil. Not today. Question three from a listener here. Christopher DMs. If Mike Zimmer is not the answer to the Vikings winning a Super Bowl at head coach, which current head coach could or coaches? And if Mike Zimmer was fired or left the team, what team would he lead to a Super Bowl? So is there a team he could go to? No. And there's there how many coaches right? I mean, there's a handful of coaches no. right now, like no. Andy Reid. Like there's a about Bill Belichick. Right. So you don't think Mike Zimmer can lead to lead a team to a Super Bowl? I, I think with the way that he wants a game to operate, no, I do not. I, See, I don't. I here's where I will disagree. I agree that his approach to pound, pound, pound the rock and play defense yeah. that that's more of an uphill climb in today's NFL. Yeah. Not that defense isn't important. Like there's certain things that he preaches that are absolutely critical to winning a championship. Yes. But the but the argument for him going to another team and winning a, a title is he's never had a top notch, top five quarterback. 
if you were to say, all right, Mike Zimmer, you're going to go and uh, you're going to be the coach of a team with Tom Brady or Russell Wilson or Pat Mahomes, then yes, he can win a Super Bowl. He's never had a top five guy at that position. He's had like league average guys at that position. Yeah, except here, here's my here's where I take issue with that potential um, happening, and it's this one. Mike is going to be more involved in some areas and have philosophies than Mike should. So if he, I don't think he would understand to back off offensively enough. Um, and so I, so like if he, if he took the chiefs tomorrow, I think he would probably improve their defense. Um, and may, maybe by this point in Mahomes' career, he would back off, but like, Reed put Mahomes in in year two to start and then basically cooked around him and came up with this and like turned him loose. And I don't think Mike has that gene because because Mike at the end of the day doesn't really trust quarterbacks. He doesn't, but he doesn't so, trust the quarterbacks that he has had. Yeah, but I don't think he trusts them. I, I don't think he trusts them. You don't think he trusts Pat Mahomes? Uh, he might now, but no, I could see him. No, I could see him screwing that 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 up. I really could. Yeah. I could see him. He I doesn't could, trust Case Keenum. You know, he doesn't trust. No, Kirk but Cousins. I don't. But I think that's a fundamental way that he approaches the position. Like if he got Mahomes now, he might. But I don't. But if he had drafted, if if the Vikings had taken Mahomes and had groomed him the same way that the Chiefs and Reed did, I don't know that the results are the same. Dex, do you think Mike Zimmer could win a championship know. with the right quarterback? Yeah, I think he could. That, I mean, that's been the thing that's been ailing him his entire career at the Vikings. I, he, like Phil said, he hasn't had the top five guy. They have been on the doorstep with Case Keenum, but that was more of a, I think we can all agree, that's more of a Cinderella situation than it was um, a, a legitimate run at a championship. So I, I, I'd be intrigued if, I, like, it'd be easy to say, hey, go to a team that's still defensive first, like the Bears. Like, what if Mike Zimmer coached the Bears and Deshaun Watson was on Chicago? Well, that'd be really fun. And obviously the Bears defense would still probably be very good with Zimmer at the helm. But does he have the philosophies and the thinking to maximize Deshaun Watson, or does he want to bury him and give the ball to Ty Montgomery for fifty carries? I think he would weigh in. I think I I could see him um, t- taking a team with a really good QB to a conference championship game and somehow sabotaging it by accident. I really could with like awesome. like burning all three timeouts unnecessarily <laughs> or something. But I mean, I could see that. You know, lots point. of guys. The, the thing is, there's a lot of coaches that absolutely positively can't give up control. And at times that's fine. At times, though, it's to their detriment. And I could see Mike sabotaging you uh, with a really good QB in a, a key game. Now, do you think so if they had got TB12, if Tom Brady had come here and you had gotten halfway through the year like the Buccaneers did, and Brady had basically done what I think he did in Tampa, which is he went to Bruce and said, Bruce, here's the deal. Bruce. Stop telling me, you know, stop trying to do what you want. I'll do it. I'll I'll run the offense, right? Do you think that Zimmer would have backed off yes. like Bruce did? Yes. And with a hundred percent. See, I don't know. You tell me. So I, I think here's, he have, here's how that conversation plays out. Okay. I don't know. Tom Brady walks into Mike Zimmer's office halfway through the season after they've kind of been feeling things out. They're off to a decent start, but they need to get to another level to win the Super Bowl. Yep. And they're and and they've been conservative. They've been let's say they've been in the case of Brady in Tampa, they were throwing the ball down the field too often and they needed to mix in some other stuff. Mm-hmm. 
And in this case, let's just say they're just they're not calling enough pass plays or whatever, which, by the way, wouldn't be like Tom Brady would just change the play like Brett Favre did 12 years ago. I don't think Kirk has quite the freedom to do that. Sure. But the conversation would go something like this. Hey, Mike, it's, uh, it's Tom. Good to see you early on this Tuesday morning off day. We're both in the office grinding. It's for grinding film. It's for him. Yeah. Um, sun comes up in about four hours and we're both here. It's great. Okay. So, uh, Mike, do you want to win a Super Bowl? Oh, Tom, it would be my life's dream to win a Super Bowl. That would be amazing. Awesome. Um, so have you ever won a Super Bowl before? Uh, no, I mean, yeah, technically I was on like the 95 Cowboys team long time ago. I was on Barry Switzer's staff and we, and we did win a Super Bowl, the Cowboys. We did. It's great. And Tom says, were you the head coach or a coordinator or have any real meaningful thing to do besides like a position coach? Nope. Nope. So, okay. So now you're going to listen to me because I've got five rings on this hand and I've got one ring on this hand and I'm looking for a second ring over here. Okay. I love it. And so we're going to do things my way because I'm Tom Brady and I've won six of these going for seven. So trust me and follow me. You think Mike Zimmer says, I know more than you? No, zero chance. If, if you could get that exact thing, then yes, he would have a, a chance, but it would need to be a veteran QB with the street uh, cred of Brady. I mean, so, that's, yes. I mean, this, this exact thing essentially happened with Favre, and Childress put up a fight, right? No, yes. Brett, we can't have this, yes. and Brett's yeah, like, screw you, dude. And they and they would have won the Super Bowl yes. if Brett didn't have the self-implosion button on his vest that Tom Brady doesn't have. Well, Tom right. Brady doesn't have But that. I'm saying if you went – so if you if you did that and went to a QB with that much Super Bowl cred, then yes, it would have a, a chance. But if But if – Mahomes came in to Mike and said, I've won a Super Bowl, Mike, and blah, blah, blah. I think, I don't know that Mike wouldn't fight him. Great question, by the way. I love that question. Thank you, Christopher. That's nice a great stuff, question. Man. That's a fun question. And question number four here, which current NFL player would you guys like to see in a Monday night football booth at some point upon retirement? And I'm going to take Philip Rivers off the board because he's the one that people are speculating on. And Peyton Manning up, off the board. Yep, current, mean, current NFL current. player. Oh, current NFL player. Mm-hmm. I got one for you guys. Yeah, go. I would like, we always talk about quarterbacks, you know, Peyton Manning and Tony Romo, Philip Rivers. I think Richard Sherman would be great in the Monday Night Football booth at some point. And he, there's a couple things that old teams have posted of him doing film breakdowns, the way he explains things, Mm -hmm. his, uh, his personality. He certainly won't be afraid to rip guys. Yeah, I think he already does a podcast with Chris Collinsworth now too, weekly. So I would love to see Richard Sherman in a Monday Night Football. That's movie. a fantastic one. Um, I'm trying to think of current players who I who who would would be good in that. What about role? people say Drew Brees? I don't know about Drew Brees. Eh. I think he's gonna now. A little too boring. Eh. No, and I don't. I don't think Drew Brees is going to want to rip guys, which I think is imperative to be good. Yeah, like you can't have friends and be like, well, I could t- tell you exactly why that quarterback screwed up, but I really like him. What and- about Gronk? What if they put Gronk in no, the Monday? See, I, he no, he'd be awful on WrestleMania. <laughs> Gronk, Gronk, see, Gronk is the exact type of guy that we think would be great. Like, yeah. oh, Gronk's so much fun, and then he does it, and you're like, he's just a sort of a buffoon. I mean, he's he's rich yeah. and he's very he's smart, but I don't think he'd be good. I don't think he would know nearly as much about what's happening as as, wouldn't, a, as a former Hall of, like a Hall of Fame caliber player. And he would never prep. Like he wouldn't yeah. watch any film. <laughs> zero, zero. Yeah. So, all right, that's that's, a, one, that's your four Richard four Sherman. question Friday here on Purple Daily with Mackie and Judd. Please hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel and give us a five star rating and a positive review if you could 
on Apple Podcasts. It helps spread the word about the show. And don't forget, you can follow us on Instagram too, the Score North Instagram account for all of your Minnesota sports fun and speculation and news. And all three of us, Declan Goff, Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad are all on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to hit us up there, we'll see you guys later.